Hello and welcome to the Real Friends Who Read Books podcast, where my friends and I force each other to read books we wouldn't typically read, because that's what a book club is all about. I'm your host, Erica, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mary Page and Courtney. Every other week, we'll dive into one of our picks, exploring the themes, characters, and whatever else comes along the way. You know, like a book club, but without snacks. This is Real Friends Who Read Books. These are my real friends, and we've got some books to read. Let's get to it. This week, I've duped these two into reading yet another well-researched narrative with a hefty notes section at the back of the book. Duped by Abby Ellen. We love footnotes! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the back cover summary. From the first date with the commander, Abby Ellen was caught up in a whirlwind. Within six months, he'd proposed, and they'd move in together. But soon, his exotic stories of international espionage began to unravel, and finally, it all became clear. He was lying about who he was. In Duped, Abby Ellen studies the art and science of lying, talks to people who have had their worlds upended by duplicitous partners, and looks back on her own experiences with surprising openness and vulnerability. As we soon learn, the world is full of people who aren't what they seem. All right. Vibe check. What's our take, my friends? Are we coming out of this one feeling super confident in our interactions with those around us or what? Because I'm feeling like we could all be duped at any minute. So watch your back. And this is why I trust no one. (laughs) Yeah. Seeing as I have a hard time trusting people as is, this leaves me with a very little confidence uh, in my interactions with people. Uh, I'm forever skeptical. A little callback to our last episode. It's the pod motto now. We have a theme. This season has a theme. It It really does. Ooh, Ooh, does it? Who does it? Yeah. So being duped by someone that you thought you could trust is one of those unique experiences that you can't quite understand unless it happens to you. But in this book, the author does a brilliant job of painting this very vivid picture. It really puts the reader in her shoes just straight from the beginning. You can kind of feel what it's like. She starts with the self-judgment that shows up on page 18 as you realize that she's judging other women who have stayed in abusive relationships before. And then she takes a look at herself and realizes, Ooh, yikes, I myself am in a manipulative relationship with the commander. And it really just illustrates how easily you can get sucked right back in despite having reservations early on. Did either one of you find this relatable? Honestly, I get why this happened to her. And then she went and kicked off a whole book project about it because (laughs) what else are you going to do with all that energy? You got to put it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. This is kind of reminding me of our It Ends With Us episode a little bit too. Because we literally have a theme. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think it's relatable. Honestly, I'm not understanding how there are people who have not been duped yet. Look at all this trust I have in people. (laughs) Like if it hasn't happened to you yet, it's gonna. (laughs) Watch your back. Uh, So for the sake of being honest, because this whole book's about lying. This book was tough for me, which was surprising. I was very excited. I was very pumped at the beginning, but I lost steam once her story was over. Maybe it was a little bit top-heavy with what happened to her. Maybe it would have been nice if she interspersed it throughout the book, because then I would have kept reading, because I want to know the juicy details. That's... Mm-hmm. So that I had a hard time with that 
uh, once the data was introduced. Um, also, this is the variables for which this book was difficult are all on me. I've been in the middle of four, like five different books that I am having a hard time finishing. I've got like book ADD right now. Also, there have been like four documentaries about con men that have come out since January on Netflix. And I'm feeling like I'm a little burnt out on the fact that the world is a whole lie. The whole world. <laughs> a little oversaturated. <laughs> Am We're I sick of all these con men? <laughs> I'm panicking. And women. I mean, you and women. In their face shake, though. Con people. <laughs> yeah. Just a bunch of con people. You really got to give Anna Delby her fair shake. <laughs> So there were so many moments throughout this book, speaking of what you were just talking about, there were so many <laughs> moments throughout this book that really affirmed for me that people are utter trash. Were there any standouts for you two from all of the small stories that she interspersed throughout the book? For me personally, it's got to be the commander never moving out of their DC apartment and lying to her about it, basically kicking her out and then being like, oh, let's move back in. Okay, get out of here, Jabron. <laughs> and then also... Ashley and Carl in the Carl saga. Carl wasn't doing himself any favors there either, but that whole debacle. Big ol' yikes. Mm. I would say all of it. I think the Diane and Amanda story was quite interesting as well. Faking cancer. I mean, damn, that's pretty low. Yes. Mm. That was wild. Um, for me, the stories were my favorite parts because they were so juicy. I think I would have liked this book better if it were exclusively just a story <laughs> of people who have been duped. Would you though? Because then it's just like terrible fairy tales. <laughs> There's a reason yeah. why people like fairy tales. They started off pretty terrible. But then now you've got the Little Mermaid. So who knows what we could have done with this? <laughs> I think I just Honestly. came up with a story, a storybook idea that's going to be phenomenal, people. <laughs> This is what Courtney will be up to. Stop the episode. I've got some writing to do. I've got some brainstorming to get done. She's got a project. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. The commander not leaving her apartment. That just reminded me of how she walked in and he, his, her cookbooks are on the counter. Her cookbooks. He's like, oh, I moved it out. <laughs> it was the sliver of soap that got me. The sliver of soap. He's like, I brought the used soap back. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't bear to part with it. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, aside from that, uh, I, I agree with you, Erica. Ashley and Carl are by far the most humans are garbage story of the bunch for me. Um, it's the measures that she took to keep this affair going that really do it for me. Record, uh, recording airport sounds and, like, the sound of her bag wheeling behind what? her and stuff. What? That is so much work. She really, really worked for Carl. Um, so Just I, have a hard conversation, girl. <laughs> it's a testament to her love how much she's, how much she's lied to him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> my god um it, it makes sense when you hear how people are like she really cares about appearances and stuff but like right but still i mean come on she literally introduced her children to this man not only is she lying but she's bringing her children into this lie as well and creating what I'm sure are going to be some very confused kids when they're older and they might have a little bit of a lying issue now. 
That's right. Just flip that college fund to a therapy fund because you're going to need it. (laughs) You're going to have some things to fix in that brood. Right. (laughs) Truly wild. That's a perfect segue into this next thing I want to talk about. The commodification of deception. Ashley was all about it. She had figured this out. It's a big business. We talk about it on page 41 here. But people are able to buy fake hotel bills, doctor's notes, reference letters, landlord referrals, verification of specific skills. That one's fascinating to me, whatever that means. You can get sounds on the internet of whatever you need. Your bag rolling behind your airport, for example. (laughs) That one's adorable. We're doing a lot here. We are doing so much just to pull tricks over on the people that we love. What is your take on this? Because... Personally, as a rule follower, aghast. <laughs> yeah, I hate this because I am also very much a rule follower. <laughs> and it just does not make any sense to me why people would even do this. And I'm having such a hard time comprehending it. Mm. And it's starting to make me panic and sweat just thinking about... It makes about... my palms sweat. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about doing this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so first off... Back to Ashley. <laughs> um, We're not done with you. What a thrifty bitch this woman is. Because she didn't put, she didn't pay for that stuff. She made her own. And if there is a quality I appreciate, it's a thrifty one. So she could be an entrepreneur, honestly. <laughs> she could start her own business. Maybe she's maybe she's one of the people that owns these businesses. She we owns the bro, woman. the bro app. That's her. All her. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never know by the branding, but it's really just a great marketing ploy on her part. Uh, anyways, uh, Ashley aside, capitalism strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> this, this just this reminds me of all the fake vax cards that were are still, I'm sure, floating around. Hate. I hate it. Perhaps it's the unhealthy dose of Catholic guilt that I was raised with. Uh, and and you as well, um, that this level of cheating gives me the sweats. Uh, that being said, it is it any different from the time that I took that drink to uh, clear out my pee for a weed test for my first big girl job? Because never forget, <laughs> I don't think it's that much different. I paid forty dollars for this drink full of vitamins to clear out my my, my pee and. I was nervous the whole time. I still am. Just admitting it on a podcast, I feel like the feds are out to get me now. As soon as <laughs> but you live in a state like, where it's legal now, I know. But someone's gonna hear it, and I'm—they're gonna be like, "Your old boss is gonna fly out to get you." <laughs> <laughs> if anything, they're just gonna be like, "I knew it." <laughs> that girl is stoned all the time Uh, i mean i'm sure people are using these services for innocuous reasons like me when you just wanted to be able to smoke weed in your 20s and also have insurance which i think is a fair fair request that shouldn't be too much to ask i don't think so dare i say Um, i'm gonna go on a limb here (laughs) unfortunately there's no way to really vet out the people that are looking for fake documents for a well-deserved sick day or insurance uh, from those who are leading double lives and lying for nefarious reasons. And that is where the problem is, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so scary. I love that the three of us are such rule followers <laughs> that we would all break out in hives if we tried any of these things. 
Shout out to that Catholic guild. <laughs> yeah. You're it's doing something places. right, apparently. <laughs> You're just maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Moving right along. So at page 44, she writes, when I started asking people about their experiences of being duped, two things became clear. First, pretty much everyone has been deceived by someone close to them, or they know someone else who has, and if they haven't yet, give them some time. I love slash hate that this is a universal experience. On one hand, it does feel like the great equalizer, and on the other, if it hasn't gotten you yet, it's coming for you. Ominous! <laughs> How? Do you feel about this? Do you have any near misses? Any funny stories worth sharing? You or people you know? I was racking my brain and I can't come up with anything. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened to anyone in my circle. It just means my brain is full of holes. <laughs> or someone didn't want to admit it, you know? Get that too. Because there's so much shame mm-hmm. around it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this reminded me of a movie I watched on Netflix called Good on Paper. It was a movie that the comedian Eliza... I have such a hard time saying her last name. Please help me. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Well, it was based on a true story. She personally was duped by a guy she met on a flight. They dated and everything. It's a wild story. And to know that it was true gave me the creeps. So there's a movie recommendation if anyone is interested. Or you can Google the story, I'm sure. But Ah. yeah, there's that. I don't know her personally, but hey. (laughs) Right. Um, our great grandpa had another family, uh, that no one knew about until way past his death. So I, I, I don't know if it's as funny as much as fascinating and I really wish I had more information on it. Um, but what I've realized is that that side of the family, you just don't talk about things. Um, so we don't talk about Bruno vibes. Yeah, it definitely, we don't talk about Bruno vibes. Absolutely. (laughs) What was our grandpa's name? See, this is how we forget your name. We're not talking about you. Right. Your name we goes don't, right out the window. Uh, we are so upset with him. We don't even know our great-grandfather's name. I, <laughs> I honestly, I really want to know more about that relationship. Like, yeah, how, how did work? How did he pull it off? Did she know about my great-grandmother or was it a secret on both sides? Was it love? Like, how did they meet? All of these things uh, dry, are like insane, insanely curious about. I want to know. Moving right along. I don't really, I don't really know what my full question is here, but this quote on page 79 has deeply disturbed me. I cannot get it out of my head. And now I must tell you so that you can also have it stuck in your head. (laughs) You're welcome. My gift to you. In a way, the almost psychopaths scare me more because they're aware of the kind of harm they're inflicting and they don't care. The half-baked psychos might be more dangerous than the full-on psychos because they're everywhere. At the office, on TV, in politics, in the news, and perhaps in your bed. I don't know what to do with this information. Has this stuck with you like it stuck with me? Well, it has me thinking. <laughs> did I date one? <laughs> Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Honestly, I feel like all relationships start out with some light duping. They and do. things start to slowly unravel as you get to know someone. But I don't know. I'm pretty sure I dated someone with some half-baked psycho tendencies. Mm. But let's move yes. on from that one. <laughs> This is what scares me, that these types of people are out there. They're out about everywhere, just pretending. These are the things that keep me up at night. It just makes me so mad that I can't go back to believing that everyone is trustworthy until proven otherwise, as I did before in my 20s. 
I want to see the best in everyone and live a carefree life, but nope. <laughs> I've been forced to believe the opposite is true, that no one is trustworthy until proven otherwise. And this book just confirmed it, and I hate that we have come to that conclusion here. I'm mad. I'm annoyed. Bye. <laughs> I gift to you. I've broken your brain. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but we didn't get you anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Seriously, this idea gives me the heebie-jeebies. And I, too, wonder if I had dated... I think yes. A, a half-baked psycho. Yeah. Yes, on both. Um, yeah, okay. Right. I was going to say, I would love your opinion on that. I'm leaning towards yes. So, yeah. Well, now I'm feeling left out. Have I dated any half-baked psychos? <sighs> Surely somewhere. Possibly one. Who are you thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think you. I don't think you have. No, I think the guys you, you stayed clear. Like, they Good had, job. <laughs> they had different problems. Boy, yeah. do they! Yeah, Mary Page and I that's, were raised by the same people, so time. it's natural that Mary Page and I would find both find at least one half big psycho. Put them together, you got a full big psycho. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he genuinely did not care about the consequences of his actions with me. And he only showed any sign of being upset once I broke it off with him. And then he was like, uh, excuse me, no. And then he started stalking my house at night, barging into my room with coffee in the morning before I went to work. He did not live with me. He, I, I did not that. live alone. He walked into my parents' house. Was not welcome. <laughs> when was this? Where was I? You were sleeping. It was very early in the morning. That's um, creepy. And he- I don't like that. was constantly- <laughs> leaving flowers on my car at work he lived like a good 45 minutes so away far away and it he, was a haul yeah he would drive all the way over to work he would put roses on my car and leave notes for like weeks after i broke up with him like i'm getting light stalker vibes yeah that big psychos everywhere <laughs> yeah see as we're as we're saying they're everywhere <laughs> it's alarming I think I've definitely worked with a few. Mm. You work in the they're, tech industry. Working in the tech there. industry. They're there. <laughs> working in the tech industry and also the agency world. Mm. It takes a special breed to thrive in the agency world. It's a pretty cutthroat place. So there are some folks I've worked for in that side of things where I'm like, do you have a conscience? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Any who's it's. Courtney, for you in particular, what is your take on her perspective about adults and our fickle relationship to the truth, especially as it relates to disciplining our kids when they lie and then turning right around and doing it ourselves in front of them, setting a confusing example on page 81? Or MP, any hot takes on this from the dental office? I feel like you're probably doing a delicate dance at work. Sure am. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So I feel like parenting has changed since she wrote this book, even. Um, Yeah. There are still a lot of people that are very do as I say, not as I do, like in general. That's kind of just like a personality trait, it seems like. Um, Mm -hmm. But 
because of all the therapy that I'm doing now, I'm so very, very, very aware of this that I do my absolute best to not be that way with Pax. Um, my lies is with Pax only go as deep as telling him that like this ice cream is spicy, uh, so I don't have to share it. And <laughs> that's even, amazing. Even then, I've started. I've stopped like lying to him about spicy because he actually likes spicy, and I can't deny him the thing that he loves as much I and mean, he he was in my belly for nine months i'm positive he likes spicy things because that's all i ate when i was pregnant so he's like give me flaming hot cheetos mom <laughs> right <laughs> where are they at <laughs> and then he like guzzles water after one little bite but he's like i liked it it's the <laughs> the cutest thing sweet baby um so aside from that and like really hyping up santa and the easter bunny uh i don't really i tried to really be honest with him so, yeah. Uh, and if he's like me, he'll be happy when he finds out that Santa's not really just some old guy busted into our house uh, while we're sleeping. A relief. I was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was very <clears throat> relieved when I found out. I was like, oh, we still get presents, but there's not a really creepy guy breaking in. That's cool. I'm good with that. I'm feeling better about our home security. Yeah. I trust my parents a little bit more. Oh my God, I just had a thought. Does that make people not trust their parents? Is, do kids not trust their parents because they let them know? Like, are we supposed to be cool with this? Or did the presence like distract from the break in aspect? Hmm. We're just like know. quietly socializing children to be cool with home invasion. Maybe I'll just like adjust how Santa brings gifts. Santa yeah. shows up at the door, he rings the doorbell, he asks for consent <laughs> to enter your home. <laughs> Stop. It's really, it's really postmodern. Consent. Santa sent this Amazon box. We'll have to put it with the others. <laughs> I'm absolutely changing this now. I am not going nice. to give him trust issues. I will not. I like it. Yeah, I like, I like that a lot. Okay, so here's my question though: How do you make sure that your kid doesn't ruin it for the other kids at school? That's yeah, the only hangout. It's like you have to make sure that they don't burst the bubble of the kids who are like happily living in their fairy tale. I need to it's look like, that this up. This is our secret. You're in on the truth, kid. I think because I'm. I think they talked about it before, like how they do it. I think I there are like parents do do it in different ways. I think some people they'll write a letter like when they feel like it's time for their kids to understand, or if they're starting to question it, and they say that like the Santa is really just like the the idea of gift giving and. Um, caring for it I don't know a bunch of fluff but it's nice and um and now you're yeah you're a part of this group now that you get to keep this secret for so other kids can That's enjoy sweet. it and stuff like that so I think if the, as long as you raise your kids to not be assholes were <laughs> you know where they'll like lord it over other say, people call y'all right but then you have That's to trust funny. other people's kids too which yeah sucks you you've lost me yeah you can't <laughs> that means you have to like, that trust much. other people other people suck okay I just, <laughs> as evidenced by this whole book mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so I work at a pediatric office so yeah sometimes we have to dance around what is really going on because some kids get really anxious and ask every question possible and it's tricky because you don't want to lie and be like nope I'm not going to be brushing your teeth today because I very much am that's why you're here <laughs> but I also don't want to be like, hey, I'm doing this exactly because then they will 100% freak out 
and I hate that I can't just like be honest. So it's like a fun dance with words mm. of like, ooh, we're going to do this instead. So I don't trigger them, but then I just feel like a liar the entire time. And they mm-hmm. also do this when, you know, obviously when they get a filling, they have to get a shot. So that's always the first question. Are they going to give me a shot? And it's like, oh, no, we're going to give you numbing jelly. That's a total lie. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we then do. we're going to give you a shot. Yeah, we just tell them, yeah, we're going to give you numbing jelly, which we are giving you numbing jelly. But there's going to be something Where we afterwards you you're not going to like. You're going to feel a pinch in that cheek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting. But it's funny because some kids react like, totally fine like if you don't tell them they don't even know what's going on but then others you lie to them Mm-mm. <laughs> they're not coming back kids have trust issues <laughs> yes yeah oh, so it's fun it's I a mind game out of, sight, out of mind for some and then others are like gotta stay vigilant <laughs> yeah god it's so hard yeah and so you have to like figure out what kind of kid it is which it's, one are you yeah it's really hard <sighs> Where do your trust issues fall, kid? Just you're six. Just screen them with a question. So, what do you think about Santa Claus? <laughs> Where do you fall on the guy? What are your thoughts? Okay, you're in this right, category. <laughs> you're getting a shot today. <laughs> today you're getting nubby jelly. Today you're getting a shot. <laughs> Next. Well, it's fun because you can even like change it to like what what season it is. So, what do you think about Cupid? Yeah. <laughs> Easter <Yeah>. Bunny. <laughs> I like it. It's a seasonal game. They're like, yeah, she always asks me really fun topical questions. I don't know why. But she's my favorite one. Anyway. Skirt, quick pit stop here. The upside of lying. On page 85, we mention how what people are doing online has deep psychological meaning in terms of using identities to express their problems and solve them in a relatively consequence-free zone, a lot games like The Sims. RIP to my abandoned Sim from the early Panini days, the heiress to the Wetzel's Pretzel's fortune, Anna Wetzel. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the positive sides of lying? Because, wow, did it keep me busy in March 2020. <laughs> okay, so this isn't necessarily hitting on your question at all, but I was thinking about how white lies are thought of as yeah. positive. Which is, this is the upside of lying. Yeah. yeah, which is really shitty to say, but sometimes it seems necessary to prioritize someone's feelings over being completely honest. For example, what would you do if someone goes out of their way to cook you a meal and guess what? It tastes absolutely like terrible. Do you that tell them? if I cooked you a meal. <laughs> <laughs> do you tell them? Or if someone goes out of their way to buy you a brand new shirt they thought you would love, it has big puffy sleeves. Your favorite, Courtney and Erica. <laughs> and you would never be caught in such shirt. Do you tell them that you hate it? Or do you lie to save their feelings and keep the relationship afloat? Mm. White lies are important. Yeah. yeah. I believe it. I believe it. Hey, first off, I will never wear a shirt puffy sleeve. <laughs> so why are they so on trend right now? I don't like it. I don't want to look like a linebacker. That's about to get married in the South. I don't know why, but it gives me Southern Belle and linebacker vibes put together. And it's not a good look for From me. football to the church, all in one. I've got so broad, you wouldn't wear it. I've got broad shoulders as well, like already. So 
if you put some puffy sleeves on there, I look like a square. I don't need that. I already feel those strange. looks. Those dresses are not doing anyone any favors unless you're like five eleven <laughs> with twig legs and you wear um, the right shoes with it. Yeah. And anyone else, I'm so sorry that someone chose that for your bridesmaids fit this year. Mm. Godspeed in those pictures, honey. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm sorry, I've taken us off on a tangent. No. Um, sorry, I brought it up. No, I had to bring it in because I know how much you both hate them. So I really wanted to know like what you would do. I'm just, in yeah. that scenario, would you be like, mm. I love it. I'm just saying, please no one with the puffy sleeves. <laughs> no, because I don't want to have to lie to you, but I, I will. But I will but if I need to. I will, but you'll never see me wear that ever. It'll sit in my closet. My cat might try to climb on it at some point, thinking it's like a toy. She likes. You to can blame it on the cat while you can't wear it. Oh. But then there I'm lying again. Yep, there's an extra <laughs> lie. All right. <laughs> um. Okay. Back to the 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 Sims thing because uh, I had a I did Animal Crossing in the beginning of Fine. the early Panini, and it's very much the same. Like you get to build your own island and have your own life. Although mine is fairly similar to what my like life my house would look like if you built a realistic rendering of it your home. reminds me of my old apartment except for like bigger but like the deck the decor is very eclectic and just very me um so it's it's what my life would be like if i were still single is probably and then like when i started to let paxton play with me recently and he's on the island and I'm like, oh no, my real life is intruding on my on my fake life. I, I and I I did not like it. I will tell you, it felt a little weird at first. It was hard to share it because I was like, this is my imaginary world, and now you're taking all of my weeds and picking all of my fruit. He put he took pumpkins out of my garden. How dare he? I know, but he's adorable, and it's super little cute bugger. to see him like go to the store and pick out clothes and stuff. For his little avatar so i'll deal wow um but i think uh games like this you get to try on different hats like it says in the book and that's the same idea with acting when she spoke about uh leonard nimoy saying that he had lived a lot of lives in his acting and therefore was comfortable in his own skin i'm paraphrasing but that's kind of like the vibe that he was giving i could totally see this working for some people having acted in literally only two plays like i i get that like i got to be this like woman in the 1950s that was like lovesick um and this also it gives i get the same kind of feeling with reading books uh george rr R. martin has this quote i have lived a thousand lives and i've loved a thousand loves i walked on distant worlds and seen the end of time because i read i'm not 100 percent sure if this is the same as sims because you're not you don't have like the autonomy over uh your avatar or the the character but it seems fairly close moving right along I found it really interesting that some of the anecdotes in the book, especially the ones around page 113, seem to support the story that if the person who's been deceived doesn't feel harmed or feels like the person who lied to them lied out of altruism, that they had some good intentions at the end of their lies, but there's less overall emotional fallout. What do you think about this? I personally, very skeptical per usual. On the opposite end of this, though, found it similarly fascinating that people can develop legit PTSD 
after something like Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense to me because, like, you've really had your world rocked. But what? <laughs> no, I agree. That totally makes sense to me. And I mean, hell, that's something that would have you questioning everything and everyone. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. I mean, no one likes to get lied to. Um, but if it's to protect you in some way, there's there is some kind of pass. I like the puffy sleeves thing like if i (laughs) i wouldn't love it if someone told me i look great in a dress when in fact i looked like a lump of coal or a linebacker uh (laughs) a lump of coal (laughs) i wear only black dresses mostly that's so funny (laughs) um but if i had a good night and i because i thought i looked great i could forgive it although i would silently curse that person that lied to me if there was photographic evidence because now i can't look back and be happy i will just see a lump of coal um but if you take like my hard-earned money i will be furious if you cultivate trust with me um and only to steal from me and make me question myself and my my sanity and my like the way that i trust this that will cause damage. I think that's the part that gets people is the building trust and like sweeping everything out from under the rug. And then there's like the monetary loss with the Bernie Madoff thing where not only did you trust this person, but then you ha- your whole life changes because they've taken all of this money from you. Um that's a that's I think that's the real problem. Or that's that can cause damage. I think the real problem with altruistic lies comes when someone is telling a lie to protect you, but really they're just protecting themselves. Like the money's just tied up. I'll handle my ex. She's crazy. You don't want to confront her when she's in the mood. Like that's where lies lines get blurred um, mm. with the altruistic. And they do a lie to themselves yes. about why they're telling yes. the lie. Because mm-hmm. mm. liars are liars. Liars. Mm-hmm. Of course, liars. they're lying to themselves too. Yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't be a liar. They're just lying to you. Fast lies. I mean, the commander couldn't really have believed that he was no a way. secret agent of some sort. No <laughs> way. Seriously. Are you two as intrigued as I am by how we've socialized gender into our communication patterns with lying? Like, of course we did. We've brought gender into literally everything in our world. Mm. But there's Okay, so researchers did some research. There's no inherent differences in men and women in how they actually lie, but the reasons and why we lie are different. Women are more honest, except when it comes to investigating people behind their backs, which that makes a lot of sense. You put something in the group chat and a group of women is going to get to the bottom of it in 30 30 minutes flat. Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely fascinating. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's interesting that she said that men's lies are more self-oriented while women's are more little white lies to make others feel better. Mm-hmm. That at least yes. seems about right. Yeah. We're like very social animals. Yeah. Yeah. So on this topic, I also think it's really fascinating that they did one study and they showed that 38% of women were willing to re- lie to receive a payout compared to 55% of men. But then they did a similar study years later, and they found that when you narrow the amount of money that's at stake, more women are willing to lie, Mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense to me. Like, yeah, if there's more on the line, okay, yeah, we'll do some shady stuff. 
And I recently listened to this fascinating interview from the author of this book called Machiavelli for Women. And it's basically about how the ends justify the means for women at work. And I'm really still sorting through how I feel about it because I'm not going to lie. It's bleak because (laughs) some of the things that she's talking about in the book are really pushing against some of the things that we've been telling women in feminism around like, you don't have to adapt your communication style to talk with the men, be yourself. And she's kind of pushing against that and saying like, maybe you do need to adapt how you communicate in a workplace, but like the ends justify the means. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Anyways, I'm still sorting through how I think about it all. It's worth a listen though. We'll drop a link in the show notes. It's fascinating. It broke my brain. That's I'm panicking. (laughs) It seems like like a really interesting book. I want to read it. Hmm. You're like, I don't like this. My palms are sweating. I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around that. It's like, yeah, lean in. Don't lean in. It was that. You know what I mean? What are we doing? I feel like I'm going in a circle. I think it depends. I guess it it really just depends on the person and their circumstances. Like if being your, if being yourself and just like, um being the woman that you want to be and not adapting your communication style isn't working. If there's something on the line, then I would, I would assume that you'd have to switch it up and do like this, like boss baby. It was that. Yeah. But I don't like that. I don't like the idea of having to adapt myself because I've been undoing that for so long. Like, don't tell me that we all have. Yeah. Don't tell me that I now have to like, but it makes sense (laughs) right right it was a really interesting talk about I don't know hiding parts of who you are adjusting your communication style whatever it is Mm -hmm. the ends justify the means yeah that's the whole thing in business they're these to get where you are these little white lies yeah 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 I hated it it made me very uncomfortable but I get it and I was like oh damn it do I have to be a business bitch By day, business bitch. By night, she's potato. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, I love that. Absolute potato. Same. I love potatoing. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Moving right along. There was a really interesting healthcare element of this book in that the commander was the doctor. Um... (laughs) So I wouldn't be the healthcare dork that I am if I didn't pause for a moment to talk about that. Mm. He should never be allowed to practice medicine again. No. no. Which he could do if he reapplied in another state. Ugh. And what? up until 2015, there was no national database of doctors who lost their license or had sanctions taken against them. And even then, it's still pretty fragmented. Mm. There's a whole thing about states not reporting their sanctions and excluded doctors up to the national database there's reporting gaps all around it's quite frankly terrifying mm-hmm. as patients any who's it's that's what my last job used to do so i know way too much about it that makes Shout me sick i know isn't it terrifying ah. it's really scary as patients if you if you want to really be scared listen to that dr death dr dad pod- podcast no thank you that's what it's all about <laughs> no, thank you it's straight up that like it's that entire situation <laughs> Yeah. You guys are breaking me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Paige. She's never going to trust a doctor again. 
This isn't sponsored, but it could be. (laughs) No. Um, Anyways, moving right along. Should we wrap this up with a practical tip? Wow. What a segue. Big fan of the suggestion to create a red flag bucket and a that's okay bucket when meeting someone new. And also about how to accommodate for nuance in situations like this. Given how the cultish episode went, in that we realize that we're all very susceptible to cult thinking in real time, we've maybe been a part of a few, feels like you can never be too safe. So what are some of your red flags or your green flags? Well, first, let's just add love bombing to the list of yes. red flags, thanks to cultish. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Definitely learned that one. Mm. Um, someone who can't admit that they are wrong and somehow mm-hmm. spins their faults on you. Oh, and overly controlling behavior, anger problems, good old gaslighting. Mm-hmm. I could go on for years with the red flag. <laughs> Let's move to a nice green flag. They respect your boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, red flags for me. And this is not to shame Abby or anyone else who has believed this because I can fully see how it happens. But if they say they're a secret agent, for the CIA, or any other thing that has letters, please be skeptical as fuck. I feel like that is something they aren't supposed to share, especially out, like, at a public place. Like, I feel like that's something you keep on the DL. So if they're telling you that on their first date, be super, super skeptical of that. (laughs) Um, They're not very good at their job if they're telling strangers. Right. Um, so I, either they're lying or they're bad at their job. It's exactly. one of the two. And neither is an attractive quality. See, now, I know Abby had known the commander for, like, years before she met him. So that's where I see, like, yep. you can totally see that she would understand, like, because she's oh, yeah. one of him. He's he, This was a long con with him. Like, he was it's working this. Con. She was, like, a backup for, like, who he was with at the time is kind of what, like, the vibe that I get for him he was mm-hmm. he had her on deck so yeah. this is no shade to abby or anyone else that has fallen for this because who doesn't want a little bit of excitement who doesn't want to feel like they're right. dating one of the people from like criminal minds or whatever that are like an exciting person yeah an exciting person mm-hmm. i mean i don't want an exciting person that sounds exhausting mm-hmm. to me i feel like i, I would be, be watching tv at 8 p.m <laughs> i feel like i would be forever stressed <laughs> um my husband works from home and I feel like that's too much for me sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't have someone off like ex- like doing dangerous stuff. Not for me. But that's a red flag. Another red flag is if he starts talking about um, his exes uh, and he starts mentioning how all of them are crazy or they all hurt him, um, all of them. Like if he had not one good relationship. You, sir, are the common denominator in this equation. My God, yeah. So, please. um, They are not crazy. This man is crazy. Run, run, run. Um, As far as green flags, I can't think of anything because I am forever skeptical. (laughs) We've broken Courtney's brain. I trust no one. If I if Brandon Brandon and I don't work out, I am going to be a lady that is knitting in her house alone for the rest of her life. (laughs) Isolated. (laughs) Lots of dogs. 
Maybe a bird, even. I could be a bird lady. She's going to get on the Etsy store. It's going to be popping. Stop it with this the birds. Amazing. I still can't do with the birds. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think for me, any my red flags are any behavior that makes me feel like I have to lie to my friends or family to cover for my relationship. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. been That's in... That's a good one. Just a few situations in my life where I've been in relationships where I feel like that. And in retrospect, it's never a good sign of where things are heading. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big one. And additionally, getting drunk and leaving me at bars when you decide you don't want to have a conflict. Oh, I wonder who that is. (laughs) Yeah. No shade to anyone in particular, but... (laughs) There's but, gotta but, be a better way. Shade. I'll get the shade. I'm giving you the maybe, shade too. Who does that? Maybe how? like a small amount of shade. How There's dare gotta you? be a better way to resolve your conflict <laughs> than just ghosting your girlfriend at a bar. I could fight someone for that one. Thank God Ubers exist. Okay, moving on to the green flags. Stick with me on this one, Paige, in your theme of respecting boundaries. This only works if you are self-aware, you have a good grasp of your own boundaries, but I recently met someone new, a friend. We have this really fun thing going where we check in regularly on how our communication cadence is going and how it feels on both sides. So we'll have phone calls and then we'll just quickly debrief on like, hey, how was that for both of us? Like, was that too long? Did that roll into your day? Like, were you like, just stuff like that. It's kind of nice to have a, just like a regular line of communication where You've established that that is what you're doing. And it's a space to be like, oh, actually, this didn't work for me. Or I would like to change this next time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really appreciate relationships that are intentional. And it feels like being intentional about your boundaries and your communication preferences. So we'll call it a green flag. Wow. I didn't know that was something you could do. <laughs> Dude, it's evolved. It's really evolved. <laughs> uh, why have I never thought of that? Because <laughs> I, I like really to like avoid <laughs> It was the other person's idea, but I really, really like it. That's really cool. Yeah, it's very neat. Oh, that's nice. All right. Now it's time we wrap things up with a one-sentence summary. So assume everyone's lying. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is, I trust books and not people. (laughs) That is a great stance. (laughs) Yep. Uh, why did I think this would be good for my trust issues? Played myself again. (laughs) Jokes on me. (laughs) All right. Well, that's that for that. We will be dropping our upcoming reads in the show notes if you want to read along for next time. Coming up next, we've got... If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. As Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage, and that is no exception for the characters in this book. It's very good and one that I wish I could read for the first time over again. So I'm very excited to talk about it. And after that, we have The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Google states it is an utterly addictive and twisty thriller full of dark family secrets and deadly stakes. So buckle up. And then Save Yourself by Cameron Esposito, a memoir that tackles sexuality, gender, and equality and how her Catholic upbringing prepared her for a career as an outspoken lesbian comedian in ways the Pope could have never imagined. Just in time for Pride! We're real friends who read books. I'm Erica. I'm Courtney. And I'm Mary Page. Get to read and we'll see you in two weeks.
Bye. 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 Everyone's lying. Everyone's <laughs> lying. Trust, Trust no. no. <laughs> oh, damn it. We've <laughs> trust anyone okay bye (laughs) i can't say anything better than that that was perfect (laughs) if you enjoyed this episode please like share and follow wherever you listen to podcasts and if you find yourself on instagram check out our page at real friends underscore podcast or on our website realfriendsbookclub.com we can't forget our special thanks to brandon schmuck for our theme music and jordan stewart for making us look cooler than we are Why you always lying? (laughs) (laughs) Blooper! (laughs) Beautiful!